Thank you for listening to the New Life Church podcast. If you need any information about our church or if you'd like to give online, please visit us at newlifekingman.com. It's about God's love for us. And I, you know, I almost, as I was preparing this message, I almost felt somewhat apologetic because of going along on, the, on this theme and preaching along the same lines again. But I remembered hearing about an evangelist in the way uh, back, begone, back, way back yonder, days, decades ago. <clears throat> and he was in the old days. Yeah, back in the old days. <clears throat> and he was... He was uh, preaching a meeting, an evangelist, and he had preached on, uh, I think his text was John 3.16, and he went for like seven days, and then somebody I th- asked him, I said, Why are, when are you going to preach along the lines of something else? And he says, well, as, long as, as soon as you get this, I'm, then I'll move along. <clears throat> now, my saying that I'm going to preach on the love of God again is not that I'm really not so much saying that we just don't get it. <clears throat> I think that a lot of us here really do have a, a pretty good understanding of God's love for us. In my life, I think I've got a pretty good understanding and grip about the love of God for my life, but it occurred to me that, uh, you know, pretty good understanding isn't really all I want. And I believe that our fully grasping how much God loves us is so vital. It is imperative. Tonight, listen, it's super-duper important. God's love is is throughout His Word an oft-repeated theme. Really, God's love is the master theme of the Bible. And if we get this, we'll get it all. Now tell yourself, I want it all. In Ephesians chapter 3, verse 17 through 19, or 17, yes, through 19, it says that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and the length and the depth and the height and to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. God's love has so many dimensions to it and that's what it's talking about here when it mentions the width, the length, the depth, and the height. I need, we need a wider, longer, deeper, higher understanding of His love. And it will make all the difference in our lives. It really is the the way to being filled with the fullness of God. Look at verse 19 there again. It says, To know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. We want, that's why we are here on a Wednesday night, isn't it? 
we want to be filled with all the fullness of God. And, and we need help with that. We need help in getting to know and to understand God's love for us. And fortunately, He has given us the Helper, the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> and in Romans chapter 5 and verse 5, He says, <clears throat> excuse me, now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Now, when we think about why the Holy Spirit was given to us, Jesus had told His disciples and us through His Word that it was better for us that He go away, that He ascend into heaven, because when He ascended into heaven, He would send the Helper. <clears throat> he would send the Holy Spirit. And when we think of why He sent the Holy Spirit, there's a number of reasons. For one, he sent him to, be, to give us power, didn't he? <clears throat> power to live for God. Power to be witnesses. That explosive power to uh, uh, obey God and do the will of God in our life. We need his power, and the Holy Spirit empowers us. Jesus said he was sending the Holy Spirit to reveal his word to us. He was called the teacher. The Holy Spirit is our teacher. When we think of the Holy Spirit, we think of help and comforter. He is the helper. He is the comforter. But in Romans 5.5, 5, it tells us in addition to everything else that the Holy Spirit does in our lives, He is to bring an outpouring of God's love into our hearts. <clears throat> The love of God poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. And see, my prayer for us in this service tonight, or you who are viewing online, is that the love of God, God's love be poured into us tonight. Don't you want that? And I want to take just a moment, I want to pause for a moment, and I want to make that our prayer. Right now, let's just pray right now. Believe the Lord for that outpouring. Lord, we thank you for the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus, for sending the Holy Spirit to empower us, to teach us, to help us, to comfort us, and also for that outpouring of your love into our hearts. Holy Spirit, we need that outpouring into our lives, into our hearts tonight, and we are anxious for that. We are open. We open up our hearts and the, the gateway of our heart for you to pour out God's love into us. We thank you for it. We praise you. We believe you for it tonight in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. amen. Now, usually when you say amen at the end of a little preaching, we, we go home. But that was, that's just to get started. The title of this message tonight is this, Greatly Beloved. And, and I'm getting this. I'm keying off uh, in this uh, message from two verses of Scripture in Daniel chapter 10, verse 11, 
and then in verse 19. And I really would encourage you, maybe when you go home tonight or sometime during the week, <clears throat> to go ahead and open up uh, Daniel chapter 10 and read that whole chapter. It's really pretty incredible. In fact, the book of Daniel is, is just a, a mind-blowing book. And so in this particular chapter, though, Daniel has been on a three-week fast, and as he gets to the end of that fast, he has a vision of a man, and this man has a face like lightning. His eyes are like a flame of fire, and he has a voice that's like many waters or like the torrent of a waterfall. This visitation, this vision was so intense uh, that the men that were with Daniel ran and hid. It so affected Daniel that it literally took his breath away. It took every ounce of strength out of it. He was just just laying there, just com like uh, a bowl of jello or something, just completely uh, uh, undid him. And so there's so much in this chapter in Daniel 10 that God spoke, but he, he spoke two things uh, that we, and uh, twice he said this, uh, that we need to hear for ourselves tonight. And the first uh, is Daniel 10, verse 11. And he said unto me, O Daniel, man greatly beloved, understand the words that I speak to you and stand upright, for I have now been sent to you. And while he was speaking this word to me, I stood trembling, kind of affected, isn't he? <clears throat> In verse 19, and he said, O man greatly beloved, fear not, peace be to you, be strong, yes, be strong. Now, when I read this, these verses, uh, I, I, the, I thought to myself, what, a, what an incredible thing to have God speak to you that you are greatly beloved. And, you know, I thought that, is really, uh, that must have been really cool for Daniel to have God speak to him that he is greatly beloved. And, you know, no sooner had I had that thought that it occurred to me and I realized, you know, that because of Jesus in our lives as believers, you and I have the same distinction. We, through him, are greatly beloved. This word means to desire or to take pleasure in. Who could have ever imagined that God, the God of all creation, would desire us or take pleasure in us, but He does. Tell yourself He does. In Romans, well, Yes, in Romans 9, verse 25, it says, And he says also in Hosea, I will call them my people who were not my people, and her beloved who was not beloved. 
This was a prophecy of days coming, and those days coming were the days after Christ came and forgave His people for their sins. We asked Him into our heart. We were, there was a time in our lives before we got saved that we were not the people of God, but then we got saved and we became the people of God, and we are called His Beloved. Now we need to have this truth settled and sealed in our hearts. We are His beloved. If we get this, we'll get everything else. And this, again, Ephesians 3.19, to know the love of Christ, which passage knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now, as I was reading through Daniel and thinking about it, it's pretty easy for us to believe that a guy like Daniel was called beloved. Because Daniel was a pretty good guy. He was spiritual. As I've been reading through the book of Daniel, uh, it has uh, uh, struck me how spiritual he was. Uh, he was spiritual and insightful. He got uh, uh, some incredible revelation, visions. Uh, he interpreted dreams. Uh, he saw uh, in, in, in revelation kingdoms being lifted up and then being torn down, uh, uh, four different kingdoms that would rise and fall. Uh, he even saw into the days that I believe we are living in, into the last days. He was a very insightful spiritual guy. He interpreted dreams. Uh, Nebuchadnezzar, King Nebuchadnezzar had a dream, and uh, 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 this dream was uh, uh, about uh, Daniel interpreted, and make a long story short, Daniel interpreted and said, you know, I really wish this would be for your enemies, but this is what's going to happen. You're going to lose your kingdom. You're going to go out and, and eat uh, grass like a like a cow, and your hair's going to get long and matted, and your nails are going to grow like bird claws and stuff like that. But at the end of it, you're going to acknowledge who God really is, and you're going to be all right. And it happened just that way. I think he was out for a, a, a good period of time. Everything happened the way it had, and then it, all of a sudden, he came to himself. And he thought, you know what? I think God's God. And so he declared God as God, and he was restored back into his kingdom. Went pretty good for him. But this Nebuchadnezzar's son had forgotten about the lesson that his dad learned. And this Nebuchadnezzar's son was having a big party and got all the vessels that they had taken out of the temple of God of gold and he had all everybody drinking out of those vessels and mocking God and, and all of that. And while they were partying and having a great time, a hand just appeared and started writing on the wall. And it, it so affected this guy, the king, that uh, his knees started knocking. Seriously. And so he says, oh my, 
And his, I don't know what. And his mom said, hey, you know what? There's a guy named Daniel that can interpret stuff like that. You ought to call him in. Daniel comes in, and he tells him, you know, you should have learned the lesson that your dad learned. You should not have been mocking God. And he said, because you mocked God, you're done. Your kingdom's finished. And that very night, the media Persian Empire invaded, and he lost his kingdom. Daniel was a man who was insightful. He was spiritual. Uh, He was a good guy. He was disciplined. He wouldn't eat the king's fancy food, but instead ate mushy vegetables. Now, I don't know that this was uh, so much because of some dietary thing that he was uh, adhering to as much as it was uh, a commitment uh, that he was making and a devotion between him and God. And he kept with it because he was disciplined. He was prayerful. He prayed three times a day without fail, morning, afternoon, and evening. He would be praying and laying hold of God. He didn't miss a day. He would pray. He was disciplined and disciplined in prayer. He was a good guy. In fact, he was such a good guy that his enemies that wanted to mess him up knew that they wouldn't be able to find any kind of fault with him unless it had to do with his devotion to God. And so they cooked up this scheme and they attacked his prayer life. You know, in our lives, one of the greatest strategies of hell is to keep us from praying. I know that I have been living for God for decades now, and still there's, uh, there's always this, this something. There's always, uh, it takes devotion. We have to be devoted to prayer. The devil will try to keep us away. He'll try to distract us in our praying. He, he knows that if we are praying, he's toast. And listen, if we are not praying, we are toast. And so he's trying to keep us away from our, our devotion in prayer. And so we need to, we need to be praying, especially in these times. Uh, uh, if there was ever a time that God's people needed to be praying, which there was, always has been, but we are living in, these are the only times we've ever lived in. And these are, are turbulent, stressful difficult times, and we need to be praying and laying hold of God because God still does things. So anyway, that's, that was, I just threw that in for free. So they attacked his prayer life, and, and Daniel's enemies knew that he prayed three times a day, so they appealed to the king's vanity. And they said, King, uh, we, we, ha- we want you to make a petition, a law that cannot be changed. Our, our laws, when we make them, you don't change them. It, it's, it's resolute. We want you to make this, this law that for a certain period of time, no one shall ask anyone or any God anything except for you. And the king's vanity kind of rose up and he agreed to that law and made the law. 
And then Daniel's enemies ratted him out. He wouldn't quit praying. He didn't stop praying. He opened his windows and prayed toward Jerusalem, just like he always had done. And these enemies uh, told the king, they said, you know, the law can't be changed. And he made uh, this petition to his God. And the, the law was that if anybody made a petition to any other person or, or to any other God, he'd be thrown into the lion's den. And so the king really liked Daniel, didn't want to have to do it, but the law was resolute, and so Daniel was thrown into the lion's den. And uh, the king was so upset uh, by what he had done, he spent all night fasting and praying for Daniel. Ne- early the next morning, he went running to the lion's den, and he called out uh, and said, Daniel, was your God able to deliver you? And Daniel said, oh, my God sent his angel and shut the lion's mouth. And the king said, yay. He didn't really say yay, but he no doubt felt it. And he had Daniel's enemies thrown in the lion's den and then made a law that said everybody in my kingdom had better honor Daniel's God, the true God. So Daniel was a good guy. He was spiritual. He was disciplined. He was prayerful. And, you know, I can really see why he was called greatly beloved. Thinking about this, I, you know, I really don't know if I'm as spiritual, disciplined, or pray as much as he did. Daniel was called greatly beloved, but what about us? In Ephesians chapter 1, Verse 6, it says, to the praise of the glory of His grace, which He, Jesus, made us accepted in the beloved. You see, tonight we are not beloved because of how spiritual we are. We're not beloved because of how disciplined we are or how much we pray. We are not beloved because of what great people we are, how good we are, but because of how good Jesus was to come and give his life for us, shed his blood so we could be forgiven. And because of Jesus, we are beloved. Say, tell yourself tonight, because of Jesus, I'm beloved. Now, in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, Paul does this whole list of some of the worst imaginable sins. He talks about uh, uh, liars and drunkards and and, uh, pervy people and all of this. He goes through this whole list of sins. But listen, in verse 11 of 1 Corinthians 6, he says, And such were some of you. You ought to read through that list. Pretty incredible. I mean, he he lists all kind of junk. And then he says, you know what? This is who you were. And reality, it's who we were. But he goes on and he says, you were washed. You were sanctified. You were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. 
We were a lot of different things, weren't we? Uh, we were uh, uh, this and that. I'm not even going to go through the list. Uh, we know what we were, but we need to know who we are because we have been washed. We have been sanctified. That word sanctified means uh, being separated from the bad and uh, devoted to the good, meaning God. Justified is a legal term that means we have been acquitted. Anybody who's ever been uh, accused of a crime and gone to court, I know nobody here fits in that category, but for those that are online viewing that may fit in that category, you've ever been com- uh, convicted or you have been accused of a crime, and you go to court, and you stand before the judge, and the judge acquits you. What that literally means is not guilty. And being justified means that we have been declared not guilty of all of our sin. Not guilty. Even though we were guilty, uh, he declares us not guilty. And not only does it tell us uh, what we were and acquitted from or forgiven from, but it also includes being justified means uh, being declared uh, innocent uh, and declared righteous. <laughs> The blood of Jesus not only washed us, it sanctified us, it justified us, justified. Justified never sinned. That's what it means. Aren't you glad for that tonight? He cleansed us, washed us, sanctified us, justified, never sinned because of the blood of Jesus. He paid for that, and because of that, not only did He forgive us, but declare us righteous. And because of that, because of Jesus, we are called beloved. Now, I want you to tell yourself again, I'm greatly beloved. Now, I want to touch on just a few things quickly of the reasons why it is so important that we believe this and that we know we're greatly beloved. The entire verse in, in, in Daniel chapter 10, verse 19, I'm going to read it again. It says, and he said, O man greatly beloved, fear not, peace be to you. Be strong. Yes, be strong. So when he spoke to me, I was strengthened and said, Let my Lord speak, for you have strengthened me. Four things, real quickly, that are listed here that uh, help us. And when we know we are greatly beloved, we will be able to have these four areas working in our life. And the first of these is, it will free us from fear. He says, oh, man greatly beloved, fear not. Tell yourself, fear not. In 1 John 4, 18 and 19, it says, and there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, because fear involves torment. 
Because, but he who fears has not been made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. See, the whole reason we can know we're loved is because he loved us. And because he loved us, he paid the price for us. And we can know tonight of assurance, not because of how great we are, but because of how great he is and what he did for us, that we have been forgiven and we are loved. And because we are loved, we can drive out fear. We need not live our lives full of anxiety. And I know we are living, and this is the reason why I'm talking about this again tonight, is we are living in such troubling times and, and uncertain days in the natural. But we don't live our lives as believers just in a natural realm. Thank God we have a supernatural God and we are meant to be strengthened by a supernatural strength that helps Drive out fear, and that strength is the love of God. Say, Jesus loves me, and I will not fear. Secondly, we'll have more peace. He says, fear not, peace be to you. In the place of fear, we're promised peace. If we really believe we are beloved of God, you and I are going to have a lot more peace. Say, I want a lot more peace. Don't you want a lot more peace? This is true because if God loves us, he's going to take care of us. Matthew 6, 31 and 32, Jesus said, so don't worry about these things, saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers, but your heavenly Father already knows all your needs. You and I, as the beloved of God, can know that He is our Father, and He knows our needs, and knowing them, He's going to take care of us. Can you say, I believe that? Thirdly, if we know we're beloved, we'll be strong he says in Daniel again in verse 19, O man greatly beloved, fear not, peace be to you, be strong, yes, be strong. And if there's ever been a time we need to hear these words, it's now. Uh, uh, with everything going on, it can make us feel weak. Daniel was at a place where he was completely without strength, and God told him twice, you're beloved, greatly beloved, and twice he says, be strong, yes, be strong. Tonight, we need to hear God's voice to us, and that is be strong. In Ephesians 6, verse 10, it says, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. How can we be strong in Him? and in the power of his might. If you look back again, and I don't have it for the, uh, the uh, screen, but in Ephesians 3 and verse 19 again, it says uh, to know the love of
love of Christ that we might be filled with all the fullness of God. And then following that is verse 20, and he says uh, that we will have the power of God working in our lives. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to the power that works in us. That follows our knowledge of God's love for us being filled with His fullness. And what that does is it strengthens us. I know that a lot of you are like me. In these times, sometimes I feel kind of weak and feel weakened by the by the uh, uh, bad reports, uh, by the stuff that's going on around us, uh, uh, by the, the uncertainty of the days. But we have a God that is our certainty tonight. He is our strength. And if God is for us, who can be against us? Then finally, if we believe and know that we're beloved, we won't be afraid to hear from God. He says at the end of this verse, let my Lord speak, for you have strengthened me. You know, as I wind this up tonight, we're going to pray in just a moment. I know that there are times where we may not be all that anxious to hear from God. Sometimes we are worried that if we hear from God, what's He going to say? But can I tell you something tonight that Daniel was told? Man greatly beloved. When he heard that, he was strengthened, and when he was strengthened, he was able to say, speak, because I've been strengthened. You know, if we know we're beloved of God, we won't be afraid to hear from Him. Jesus said that you are my sheep, and my sheep hear my voice, and you and I need to be anxious, not in a bad way, but uh, anticipating to hear His voice, to hear from Him to hear about His love for us, to hear about His strength for us, to hear about His healing for us, to hear uh, Him speak into our heart that everything is going to be okay. He is our certainty in an uncertain world, and we need to be able to hear in these times where things are combating against our faith and against our lives and against our hope We need to be able to hear God's voice ring in our hearts. You're greatly beloved. Greatly beloved. If we know that, we'll be strong. We won't be so fearful. We'll have more peace. We'll hear His voice. Adam and Eve hid in the garden because they were afraid of the voice of God. Let us not be that. We are beloved of God. They had to get around. They got a revelation. They were, they were clothed, and, and he made skins for them to where they could come out and hear the voice. You know, we have been clothed by the righteousness of God. We have been washed through the blood of Jesus. We don't have to fear God. We need to have a certainty that if he speaks to us, uh, he's going to speak things that are going to help us, that will strengthen us, that will drive out fear, that will 
give us peace uh, and give us more certainty. Can you say, I believe that? Praise God. Let's bow our heads tonight. No one looking around for just a moment. If you came to the service or if you're online and and you've never asked Christ into your life or you've been away from Him, would you just pray this with me? Let's just all repeat this out if you would pray this along with me. Lord Jesus, thank You for dying on the cross so that I could be washed and made clean by your blood. Thank you for sanctifying me, separating me to yourself. Thank you for justifying me, declaring me not guilty, declaring me righteous. I receive your forgiveness from all of my sin. I thank you tonight for strengthening me, calling me your beloved. I will hear your voice. I am your beloved, and I thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you give the Lord a big hand tonight just before we go? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. It's a great thing to know that we're beloved of God. Change our lives, won't it? We need to know the love of God to be filled with all the fullness of God. I hope you feel fuller of His love than when you came in tonight. Holy Spirit pouring His love into our hearts. Praise God. God bless you. God love you. Uh, Don't forget about the weekend, 8.30, 10.30 service. Uh, God love you. God bless you. Good night. Thank you for listening to the New Life Kingman podcast. We can't wait to see you next week.